This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Happy Holidays and the idiom All One's Christmases have come at once. So here's the thing, Ali. Ooh, sounds ominous, Dave. Not really. Sounds much more dramatic than it actually is. Phew. Anyway, last week we asked you lovely people to tell us about the Christmas traditions you have in your part of the world and it occurred to us around this time of year, for some people, it's not necessarily Christmas. But there might be some sort of celebration happening anyway, because there are loads of different special days in almost every country's winter. And this time of year, it's all about including everybody, isn't it? So, whether you're celebrating Hanukkah, that's a Jewish festival, or Diwali, Hindu, Bodhi, the Buddhist festival of enlightenment, or Yalda, Iranian, Dongxi, Chinese and East Asian, or Yule, Pagan and Wiccan. We here at Proper English would like to wish you all Happy Holidays! Remember we talked about superstitions a few episodes ago? Episode 16 earlier this season, if memory serves. That's right. Well, my student Katka in Slovakia, told me about a Christmas superstition from her neck of the woods. Mm, do tell. Apparently, if you don't eat anything for the whole day on Christmas Eve, that night before the big feast, you'll see a golden pig. A golden pig? That's what she said. Well, I never. I've looked into this. Fasting until the evening meal was customary in that part of the world back in the day at Christmas? And how on earth do you persuade kids not to eat anything until the evening meal? Why, by telling them they'll see a golden pig if they do. Did Katka ever see the golden pig? Sadly, I don't think she did. Hmm. My lovely student Anja in Germany told me about a gorgeous tradition. Oh. There is a town not far from Cologne called Engelkirchen, which means Angels' churches. Lovely. Indeed. And Anya's children, like many others around Germany and the wider world, wrote letters to Father Christmas. German children call the person that brings the presents Christkind or Christkindle. And he's often depicted as a Christmas angel. Chris Kringle. Mm-hmm. Ah. In the 1980s, the German post office decided to send all the letters addressed to Christkind to Engelskirchen. So, kind workers at the post office started to reply to the children and it all escalated. Oh, it happens. Now hundreds of thousands of letters arrive and are dealt with by a team of volunteers. And this lovely tradition goes on elsewhere too in Germany. In a town called Himmelfort, which means Heaven's Gate, and a town called Nikolausdorf, which means Nicholas Village. Did you ever write to Father Christmas when you were a boy? Can't recall. Mm. Ah. Oh, well, my sister and I wrote a Christmas list each year to Father Christmas. Oh. And when we lived in a house that had a chimney, my mum lit the fire and sent the letters up the chimney. Cool. So how did he read them? So, what do you know about Christmas in Japan, Ali? Ah, well, I remember one student a couple of years ago telling me Christmas in Japan is basically... KFC and strawberry cake. <laughs> Unusual combination. More recently, I asked my student Yukari, who is Japanese and lives in France, if she agreed with this. Oh, OK. And did she agree? 
She did, although she hadn't heard about people eating fried chicken. She's lived in Paris for many years, and I think the whole KFC thing is more recent. Oh, we should perhaps explain that KFC stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken, just in case people don't know that. Okay then. Yeah. But yes, strawberry cake is very popular. Hold on. Christmas Day isn't an official holiday in Japan, is it? No, there aren't a great many Christians in Japan. It's seen as a romantic festival for couples to celebrate and have a nice meal out. Between us over the last few years, we've taught many Russian students, haven't we? We have. During the days of the Soviet Union, Christmas was not widely celebrated. It's kind of complicated but it was banned from being celebrated in any public way in the early years of the USSR. Yes, so New Year took over as the important festival for many people, as it's a secular festival. Ah. People who had previously not been allowed to have Christmas trees decided to have New Year's trees instead (laughs) and arranged for Father Christmas to visit children on New Year's Eve. I think that's clever. Mm. (laughs) So... Although the Soviet era has long since ended, the tradition of having New Year as the main celebration persists, and my student Alexandra confirmed that to me. Those Russians who want to celebrate Christmas do so on the 7th of January, and it's a quieter, more religious affair. Did you know that in Poland the presents start early? Do they? Yes. St Nicholas's Day is celebrated on the 6th of December and on that day children will get a little present from St Nicholas. Interesting. My Ukrainian student, Dima, told me the same sort of thing happens in his country but that St Nicholas's Day is a bit later in the Ukrainian calendar. He reckoned it was on the 18th of December. Mm. My brother's birthday, that. And what about Santa Lucia? Oh, yeah. My lovely student and our friend, Eleanor, from Garda Mm -hmm. in northern Italy, told me, a couple of years ago now, I think, that children in her region get very excited on the night before the 13th of December, which is when Santa Lucia arrives on a donkey to distribute presents. And I seem to remember that the kids would leave a coffee out for Lucy and a carrot for the donkey. But you must go to sleep, because if you stay awake and see Santa Lucia, she will throw ash into your eyes. Blimey. Bit harsh. Mm. Finally, on the other side of the world, Argentina in fact, there's a more down-to-earth tradition. And it's food-based. I love a food-based tradition, me. See... While we up in the cold, cold north like a roast dinner at Christmas, down at the other end of the world, it's more likely that December the 25th will be celebrated by the pool or on the beach with what my Argentinian students, Veronica, Maggie and Oscar, tell me is asado. Mm, Which is basically a huge and extensive meaty barbecue Mm. with morcilla, which is basically a kind of black pudding. 
excellent. And of course, chorizo, lovely spicy, garlicky sausage. And different cuts of beef. Oh, lots of steak. Not really the province of the vegetarian. Now then, Oscar tells me that since his vegetarian daughter has been staying with him due to lockdown, he has been mainly vegetarian too. Mm, so I wonder how the asado will go this year. Only time will tell. Now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? Ooh, you know him? Ooh. Him, Mr White from number 10. Ooh, him. I don't care for him. Too clever by half. I know, you've said. And I'll say it again. I don't care for him. Well, she does. Ooh. Uh. Ooh. Uh, Judy. Despite the show she made of herself the other week in Newsagent. Oh, I remember that. What a to-do. It were a right kerfuffle. Oh, yes, it was. A right kerfuffle and a to-do. What happened again? Oh, for goodness sake. Judy knocked all magazines over in Newsagents because she got jealous that Mr White were chatting with that nice lady behind the counter. Oh, I remember now. Victoria. Oh? Victoria. Her in newsagent, that's her name. How do you know that? Well, I asked her. Who? Victoria, in newsagent, other day. Hey, you're a dark horse, you are. Well, I just asked her, because we all us call her her in newsagent. And anyway, turns out she's called Victoria. Which, now I come to think of it, is quite appropriate, considering. Is it? Well, when Judy lost her rag and knocked seven bells out of her magazine racks, she were most certainly not amused, was she? <laughs> You're a card, you are. I am a joker. Anyway, we've gone off piece. Language. I mean off that subject, honestly. All right. You're on your way to being on a high horse like Judy was, and it does not become you. Oh, very stern. I can be when I need to be. Anyway, continue. I'm all ears. You want to see a doctor about that? I heard that. Of course you did. You're all ears. Hmm. Any road up. I was saying about him, Mr White, from number 10 before you start. Go on. Mr White goes back to newsagents to fix broken magazine racks and pay for damage to magazines what Judy has done. And he were ever so apologetic. So apologetic that... What's her name? Victoria. That's it, Victoria. Well... Victoria, she felt so sorry for him that she gives him a box of chocolates. Oh, bless her. She's not so bad after all, is she? Ah, but that's not the end of story. Oh, isn't it? There's more. There is. Ooh. So, Mr White, he goes back home to number 10 with a box of chocolates under his arm and he knocks on the door. Why? It's his house. I know, but he was only down the road, so maybe he didn't put a key in his pocket. Anyway, that Judy opens door. Oh. And her face lights up like Blackpool illuminations when she sees the chocolates. I bet it did. Mine would too. And get this, she gives him a massive kiss, full on lips, in front of everybody on the street. Oh. And Mr White, he has a look on his bright red face like all his Christmases have come at once. Good for them. True love. I know. It's lovely to see, isn't it? Mind you, I don't know what she'd say if she knew where he got the chocolates from. <laughs> like all your Christmases have come at once. 
you're going to hear this idiom in the UK rather than the States, I think. And I think of it as being a Yorkshire idiom for some reason. Mm, it's the sort of thing you say when somebody experiences an extraordinary amount of good luck. It's ace. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you enjoyed listening in on our conversation. We really do. Have you recommended us to anyone? Maybe a friend. Or a family member. Or a fellow student. It makes us so happy when we get new subscribers. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. We also love getting feedback, so why not get in touch? Ask us questions. Tell us what you want in future episodes. But how, Ali? How? Well, our email address is properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. So until next time, it's Merry Christmas from me. And it's Merry Christmas from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.